Welcome to Learning to Live, where I talk about what I'm currently learning. Come join me in learning how to live a quality life. Just a quick disclaimer before we get started. I'm not a medical doctor, and this information is not intended to be taken as medical advice. And in this episode, I may talk about mature topics. Keep that in mind if you have little ears around. Hey guys, welcome back. So today's topic is going to be nettle leaf. Nettle leaf tea. So I'm kind of going on topics of herbs and teas because I find them really fascinating and interesting how there's so many benefits with teas and herbs that aren't always talked about and aren't always known. So today's topic again is nettle leaf. So nettle leaf is a plant and the tea contains sometimes the leaves and the roots. I guess it depends on what kind you're getting. Um, the root nutrients and I believe also the leaves but it would vary depending on each thing. But overall they have a lot of vitamin C. Um, I think four times as much as an orange. Um, they're very high in protein and they have very well absorbed iron. Magnesium, calcium, carotenoids. So they're like a nutrient that helps people um, with in decreasing inflammation or getting rid of that. So those are nutrients that are in nettle leaf or nettle root, um, the plant. So a lot of those nutrients would be in the tea. Also it is known as stinging nettle. So yes, if you touch the plant, if you know this plant, it'll sting and um, it'll feel very uncomfortable if you touch it. And yeah, why would you eat that, right? Well, I know many who actually harvest it themselves and make their own oils and rubs with it. They use gloves to help prevent getting stung or um, irritated by it and they lay it out to dry. Now I don't know the process perfectly as I haven't done it personally, so that's all I generally know about it. I don't know exactly how the stinging leaves, um, like how the stinging goes away, and I believe it's with the drying it goes away, but that's just what I understood and I could be wrong. So what are the benefits? Well, it reduces inflammation. It may treat um, prostate symptoms, hay fever, lower blood pressure, and blood sugar control. So lower the blood pressure, like I said, may help with hay fever or treat it altogether or whatever. Um, help with urinary tract health. Some people use it for kidney stones at times. It can be um, used for that. It has been used for diabetics, I believe. Osteoarthritis, so arthritis and pain because it is a powerful anti-inflammatory. Allergies, good for the liver. It can help protect your liver from toxin damage as well as from like the heavy metals and um, inflammation. So it is a natural diuretic. Um, I believe that's how you say the word, which means it helps the body get rid of excess salt and water and overall lower the blood pressure then. It helps with preventing hair balding or hair loss. 
It also promotes hair growth. So for women breastfeeding, it can help with lactation by increasing the milk production. Also blocking estrogen. So it can help with decreasing by blocking estrogen. Um, by I believe it can then regulate this hormone as it is very easy to become estrogen dominant for everyone. So if you have a hormone imbalance, nettle and raspberry leaf tea is recommended to regulate cycles. So for women, this um, herb affects them by, um, it affects like the sex hormones and androgens. Androgens. <laughs> they reduce, it reduces the levels at, or effects of these hormones. So is really good for hormone balancing. Also during pregnancy, many women take nettle teas for fatigue and low energy as the iron in it can really help them. And apparently um, a few weeks before birth is really helpful in preventing hemorrhaging. By increasing vitamin K, it then promotes blood clotting um, that would prevent the hemorrhaging. Also strengthens the kidneys and adrenals and getting rid of bloating or fluid retention. It can prevent varicose veins and hemorrhoids because it supports the vascular system in pregnancy. So many take it later in pregnancy, avoiding it in early pregnancy, specifically the first trimester, because it can potentially cause contractions. I believe it's very similar to like red raspberry leaf tea in that way. So some take it throughout the pregnancy and others wait till the last trimester. And some do starting at the second trimester. Everyone is different. I, suggest, I would suggest talking with your midwife or other medical provider. I personally would wait a bit, but I have experienced miscarriages and I wouldn't want to um, add to things in that way. I wouldn't want to take things that might not be safe. So I've heard it is better to just wait and avoid a lot of herbs in early pregnancy. I've heard that um, good ones in the first trimester are ginger and lemon balm teas because they're good for the first trimester, what I've heard. So the thing is that with the first trimester, I'm going to go a little bit more in depth with this. Um, because the baby is a little bit more vulnerable in the first trimester, a lot of things that are toxic to the baby will be a lot more toxic to the baby. So you want to be very careful. That's why a lot of people are a lot more careful with their overall toxin exposure, especially like even gardens or um, like with dirt or like kitty litter. So things like that, um, they're a lot more careful with specifically in the first trimester because the baby is developing and it's not as protected. So yeah, that's kind of like a quick summary of it, but that's why it's important to be more careful in the first trimester, as well as you don't want contractions in early pregnancy because obviously. <laughs> so now on to the benefits for men. So it is good for the prostate health, like I said before. Slows some, or some say it prevents um, 
but some say it slows down the conversion of testosterone to DHT. So dihydrotestosterone, which is a powerful form of testosterone. Then some say that can help with um, an enlarged prostate, like decrease the symptoms. It also inhibits excess estrogen in the body, which is also very important for men and women. You don't want that excess estrogen in your body. So it reduces symptoms with prostate problems. So it is good for um, if with people with problems of an enlarged prostate or erectile dysfunction and other things along those lines. And it is essentially, um, some believe um, with all that it increases testosterone, the free active kind of testosterone by affecting the testosterone inhibitor. Not sure exactly how it all works, but that's what I understood. Now everything I've mentioned includes stinging nettle leaf or roots just overall stinging nettle. Um, you can have it through tea, oils, capsules, and you can also eat it. You can eat the leaves. I'm not sure about the roots. I haven't looked into that. But I'm sure there are many forms you can take it as well that I have not mentioned. Of course, if you have any medical conditions, taking medications or whatever, Talk to your medical provider to see if it is safe for you because everyone is different and herbs do inter interact with medications so you want to be careful with that. So yeah, that's all I have for this episode. I, I know that was a lot and a lot of my um, episodes are very informative because I really like information and I hope it would be help is helpful for you and that you were able to learn something that would help you. So yeah, if anything stood out to you that you would like to know more about, if you want more information on this or something in this, send me a message. Or if there's another topic you would like to know more about, send me a message as well. And I'll have that link in the description so you can do that. So, see you next time. Bye!